All right, so this is episode what number of the Here You Are Wasa podcast? What number do you think? Seven. Seven. So this is the seventh episode. Uh, I'm your host, Dino. And I'm Eric Thornton. And so this podcast will be the one where we... Have we submitted to Apple yet? We have not. Okay, so then Eric and I are going to get together after this at some point and talk about submitting to, to Apple, you know. And when we do, we'll let you all know so that... Uh, people can go on and write good reviews and, and you know and click on us and tell your friends and all that sort of stuff. So you know, there'll be a party with fanfare and balloons. Yeah, we could do that too. That'd be great. Or cocktails, if nothing else. Exactly. That could that could happen as well because you know we're we're two guys with you know social anxiety. So let's let's get together. Let's have a party. Have a social gathering. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so so the topic for today came out of a conversation we had walking out of a movie theater pretty much about you know money and uh personal frugality personal cheapness and saving money and uh while we were talking about that uh and trying to come up with a topic for this week you know we we i noticed the statistic that uh the city of wassa has spent roughly 52 million dollars uh, trying to develop the east side of the river, the downtown east side of the river. What? Yep, $52 million has been spent. This is uh, reporting from the Wasa Daily Herald, and if I can find the link with it, uh, we'll put it on We'll put it on the website. If not, you're just going to have to take it on faith. But, oh, what? Right. The, 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 All right, the, I'll stop. I, I'm, my mind is blown. Right, I know. But for those of you who want us to... St- you know, hold up to some journalistic standard. They've spent a lot of money on the east side of the river, and the ratio, according to the paper, was fifty-two million on one side, one point one million dollars on the other. Oh, so, yeah. fifty to one, fifty to one. So, a little bit of what I think is context for this, and uh, is that a hundred years ago, or it seemed like I don't know, probably. 20 years ago, there was uh, the city of Wausau under Mayor John Robinson, or maybe Mayor Hess, put together the Wausau Century Project idea. And if if uh, it was a just sort of a general plan for downtown, you know, uh, a roadmap, if you will, some sort of objectives and measurements, and this is where we're going to go, and this is how we're going to get there, and we want to build a convention center, and we want to build X, Y, and Z, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And this was many decades ago, and they're still meeting to this day. Right, right? exactly. They still have monthly or quarterly right. gatherings where they discuss what they're going to do. And what's fun about it is they they have officially abandoned the plan, the the plan that it was, and they've moved on, but they keep meeting, like Eric brings up. They keep meeting, which I think will dovetail perfectly into something Eric wants to talk about. But they keep meeting without sort of a plan or an objective or anything, and they keep kind of developing in a haphazard way. And are, uh, they, are they developing? I I don't know, but that what we can you know so. Things keep happening. Downtown keeps changing. P- investment keeps coming up. Things keep happening, and uh, and it's without a plan. And so you and I, we were. T- I'll, I'll get it back to you and I. So we were talking. Uh, my car is is thirteen years old. 
right? Yeah, 13 years old. So at no point have I started to, and I've and I paid it off. You know how you get a car loan and you pay it off. I paid it off many many years ago, and I haven't been doing the frugal thing and saving money each month to, to with my eye towards buying a new car. The city of Wausau has apparently been developing in one on one place, but it hasn't been developing on the other. And, and as a result, one looks, in my opinion, great, and the other looks not great. <laughs> so, so... Very true. You know, so what do you think about that ratio? I mean, you live on the west side, right? You live yes. over there. Yes. So, yes, you get 50%, or you get 500% less investment in your part of town. Yes, and it shows. <laughs> so how how do you think it shows? Well, I, I just I mean I you know I don't live in a neighborhood that's near any sort of uh, commercial vicinity or near the water. You know, there's not a downtown area. There's there's not a lot of retail around. There's some schools and and main roads, but that hasn't been upkept. Right. You know, there's been some work done on this side as far as like bike lanes go, but. That was a very small investment to do some painting on roads, on roads that that need work. Yeah, a, you know that's a bigger problem statewide, nationwide. That highway funding is being cut everywhere. But we'll take the time to paint you know, bike lanes on the roads, but not fix the roads. Well, yeah, that's and that seems to be what's going on over there. You know, the majority of these people are driving. They're not biking. Right. We should be spending some of that money on fixing up roads, fixing up infrastructures. And, yeah, I mean, you think about the whole riverfront and the downtown area, and you take the exact opposite across the river, and you have East Bay, and you have this, this um, I don't know, like office building that's being renovated now by a, a local credit union. So they're putting in for four point some million dollars to fix up this building to house their headquarters and that will be nice but there's nothing else going on around it and the city isn't helping them at all I wonder if there are any businesses on the east side that the city helped well I, like that I mean to, to make to make their their headquarters for instance look nicer because it's on the east side of town well, I mean, I think I think you can point to some really. You and I can point to some specific things. So, they knocked down the Scott Street pub block, right? So they did that. The city, you know, the city worked with McDevco, which right. I still, you know, before this podcast is over in a couple of years, I'd like to figure out what the hell McDevco even is. <laughs> you know, I mean, I get it; it's a private-public partnership or something. I don't really know, but they worked with McDevco to acquire that property to knock down those businesses so they could put in that parking ramp and then across the street the city knocked down that entire block which part of it was a parking ramp right yeah it was that outdoor parking that one well, that i really parking lot and i know that there's there's money and plans involved to knock down an existing parking ramp and build a new parking ramp right Right, they you know, built knocked the, down some churches and schools over in that area to do yeah, that. But. Right, they knocked down that the thing across the street from the pub that Jim Rosenberg calls the Garage Mahal, you know, 
and that was and that that development happened as an incentive to get the the Ruder Ware building built. Yeah. To move those businesses downtown. Then I know because I was I, I remember this, the city gave Dick Dudley free uh utility work for his building so when he you know he he had to if you build something that big you have to build the sort of the pipes and the the infrastructure that goes along with it the electricity and things like that then the city paid for those upgrades to that property for him and what's interesting is you know he really didn't need the help you know because i think the upgrades if i remember right came to about four hundred thousand dollars on an eleven million dollar building, you know. Okay, so, you know, great, another four hundred grand. So I don't think he would have minded that. But yeah, they've they've invested money to to sort of keep things going on the east side. But it's a very incestual investment. It is. I mean, you have Footlocker dot com across the river, which is a, a Fortune five hundred yes. company, and they've done nothing. They've right. done nothing to fix up the surrounding areas. Across the street from that building is the old milk factory fiasco. Right. You know, and they've that's they've just basically left that abandoned. Right. I think they tore down one building to make somewhat of a, uh, a gravel parking lot yep. for the people at Footlocker.com. But, you know, other than that, they have done nothing. And that's in about the same vicinity to the river as right. Dudley and everything else that... So I, so uh, you work at that place. So right. is that a working Pizza Hut? No. So that Pizza Hut isn't like you can't go get pizza there. No. Okay. All right. Because you know, there's if if you remember on Grand Avenue, uh, across from the cemetery, there's that old Pizza Hut there. Right. And so my the only reason I know about that Pizza Hut is because my cousin lived in one of the houses right next door to it. Mm-hmm. So every time I drive by, it's like, oh, there's Brian's house. Oh, yeah, that Pizza Hut is still empty 20 years later. So the Pizza Hut across from your job isn't to function. It's not a functioning business. No. Jesus. And I don't think it has been for, I don't maybe six months. It hasn't okay. been very long. But, yeah, now that you've mentioned the place on Grand Avenue, it'll be interesting to see how long this Pizza Hut stays abandoned. Right, because that after twenty plus years, never nothing ever nothing. moved in there. Right, they repainted it once, I think. Yep, trying to help sell it, but nothing has ever moved in there. Exactly. So and you know, and I don't, I don't even know, you know, who the corporate overlords are who own the the property. You know, somebody must own it because there's always a for sale sign on it. Right. But you know, so like the you guys have a thousand employees, we'll say. And everybody needs to eat lunch. Right. You know? So if, you know, you right, that that's a, an incentive for a business to be on that side of the river, to feed you people. Correct. I mean, because I see young athletic people walking out of East Bay all the time to go get food, I assume. Yep. You know? And I don't know, I mean, unless they're all going to Kentucky Fried Chicken, there's not a lot like within walking there's not anything within walking distance is there there's a domino's right there's a convenience store there's a yeah kentucky fried chicken and a, a sit-down chinese restaurant where which i don't even know right next to the outlet store right on the river oh yeah oh yeah that's right okay yeah all right but yeah i mean i'm just 
you know, it, it seems to me that this someone is going to. I I don't know why a business hasn't gone to gone to the city and said, "Help me put food in for the East Bay employees." Who knows? Maybe they have, and the city has turned them down. Right. The Second Avenue. What is that Second Avenue and McClellan development that the city's been talking about for years? Who knows? Maybe that just was not something they were interested in, and people have given up. I'm not sure. So that that comes back to the the question of: Is there a plan, and do we need a plan? Well, we so we definitely need a plan, right? So I'd like to buy a new car. I'd like to buy a Subaru Baja. You know, that's the pickup truck model. Because I'm that guy. And, uh... That podcast is over, everyone. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I want to buy a new car. So I have to put together a plan in order to save some money. You know, and that... And in the... Or, and for me, you know, when I was working, that often meant, okay, I need to put together a plan to increase some revenue. You know? cut expenses and increase revenue this doesn't seem that complicated to me but you know it seems like the city has this flat line of of money that comes in you know our tax base and they they have no plan and they're simply reactive to requests that come in hey we'd like to you know put another quick trip downtown we'd like to put another bp downtown would you like to invest in a a microbrew on the east side of the a microbrewery on the east side of the river you know it seems like there's a lot of that and not a lot of uh well that's not you know we want to go seek out businesses and try to find places for them to go like our friend mark craig does right you know, he he seems to be a proactive development guy for his company and his his plan for for them. You know, and I but I just don't know how the city does that. Yeah, I don't. I, I think the key component that's missing in the city is that you know you want a Baja, right? Mark wants a restaurant. Right. Mark wants some retail spaces. Mark and you have ideas of what you want going right. into it. They don't. It seems like they have. We had a friend years ago, and we've mentioned before on here, but he was all over the place. He would be starting a restaurant at one point, and then he'd be starting a, a business for freelancers, and then he'd be starting this thing, and this thing, and this thing, and it was always some new thing. It didn't pan out, they jumped to the next one. Right. That's what the city seems to be doing. Right. Like, wouldn't it be neat if we had this? And that's that. There's nothing ever said about it again. We raise some money, we do some planning, people forget about it, and then we move on to the next thing. And nothing ever gets done. Yeah. There, There isn't sort of a... I mean, and then to, to come back to our friend, you know, he had all those years of, of, we'll say, lean years where he didn't do well. But then once he did decide and put together a plan, or his wife did, you know, somebody <laughs> put together a plan in that household, he's had a tremendous amount of success now. Right. And so... You know, it's it's a little bit like, you know, you know, saying to 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 the family, I need to buy a new car. We're all going to start, you know, nobody's going we're going to kill our Amazon Prime membership. You're going to not you can't use Roku, whatever. 
you know every we're going to cut down our data plans and all that sort of stuff and we're going to live a little bit of frugalness so i can put together five grand for a down payment you know and that that sort of personal frugality is is hard you know yeah, i mean i i have you know i'm a single man and i have a hard time with it you know and i and i have some good examples in my life of of I'm I'm just going to say they're cheap people. You know, my former boss, his wife was I mean, he and I joke about this, the most frugal woman in the world. You know, like if she could come up with a reason not to buy something, that's it. She wasn't buying it even if you could come up with 10 reasons to buy something. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you really, you know, well the, here's a reason why this is a bad investment. Okay, well we're done. Okay, well, hold on. These, here's ten reasons why we need it. Yeah, but you you came up with the one bad reason, so we're going with that thing. You know, which in itself is a problem. But. Right? Yes, that's that's troubled thinking. But I think it's a little bit like that's a little bit like our city council. You know, yes, we here's ten reasons why we need to to foster infrastructure growth on the west side of Wausau, and here's one reason why that's hard. Okay, well, it's hard. Okay, well, I'm not going to do that then. We lack, you know, the ability. I mean, and, and personally, that, that becomes a thing as well, you know. You have a family. I, I don't. You know, it's, 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 hard to, it's, it's hard to, you know, essentially be cheap on the household level because in today's modern age, it's really easy to just go, ah, I think I need a new head. I think I need those Beats headphones, you know. <laughs> I think I, I think I need a Bluetooth stereo, like a really yeah. big one, you know. They all need to be the family, the city. They all need to be run, even the personal individual like you. They all need to be run like a business. You know, you have to look at it like a business. What are you trying to accomplish? Right. Here's, you know, it's a means to an end. you got to figure out what you need to cut back on or what you need to spend more on. Right. And uh, the city of Wausau has never been good at that. I also taking people like Mark Craig to push right and push and push and push and Dick Dudley, you know, to keep pushing until something happens. Right. I mean, I get a kick out of you know just on the city level, and I and I think we talked about it, but I get a kick out of the fact that the 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 really cool bike racks downtown were essentially our friend Pat's idea for that to invest in those, and him and Mark came up with this idea. And took it to the kids and the school kids. They made a contest for it, yep. and now there are these really neat bike racks down in downtown, downtown Wausau that I really like. But at the same time, I think it'd be cool if they put those up in front of East Bay, you know, or they put those up in front of Wausau West High School yeah. or NTC, you know, because it, it show it for me. It it always you know I don't believe in the conspiracy theory of. You know the the downtown people are a cabal and they're running the city because they they don't care about anything else. I think there's there's some truth to that. Like I think that the the local bookstore downtown is actively trying to screw with skateboarders, but I don't think that you know I don't think that she has any more influence than anybody else. But I don't. But I do think that there is a disconnect between the the dollars spent in downtown Wausau and the dollars spent everywhere else. Especially those neighborhoods that need them. Hold on, I'm going to take my headphone off so I can sneeze. Or I'm not. Oh, God. Okay.
Okay, I didn't sneeze. Um, so, <laughs> you know, if you if you look at sort of the neighborhoods in Wausau, so back by Sturgeonetti, you know that that section of town, sort of between uh, yeah. Sturgeonetti and uh, the airport. That's a that's a purely residential neighborhood. You know, it seems like it's its own island. So we're back. Uh, Eric was interrupted by uh, his kid, so that's kind of fun. Um, so we Breaking were in and out. Did you do something different while we were gone? No, am I? You're fading in and out. You were. Oh, sorry. No, I don't. I haven't changed anything. So okay. You know, I don't know here, but uh, it's the it's the internet. Who the hell knows? So we we were talking about you know a city without a plan, a, a person without a plan. You know, it's just. It's the same thing, you know. It, it in order to succeed, you know, you you hate to you know, you hate to admit you have to be mature, but you know, a community needs to be mature and it needs to make a plan. It just can't do whatever it wants, and you can't. It's the same thing with a person or with a family. You know, if you want to buy a house, if you want to buy a, a boat, you gotta you gotta save up the money to do the, those things. You know, they just. You know, unless you're independently wealthy, it's in America those impulse buys are, are rarer, especially on a larger scale. You know, so you say that you have to be mature, and what's interesting is that as we've gotten more mature, we've gotten more frugal. Yes, you know things that I that I think I should have or wanted. You know, once you get the money for it, you don't want to buy it anymore. It's like right. Hey, do I really need that? You know, we've matured as far as that goes. Yep. But I don't think the city ever has. The city's never gotten out of that planning stage. Right. It's never gotten to the point where it's like, okay, we have to do these things. We can't do these things. So it, this, there's a lack of maturity. Yeah, it seems this is how, I guess, I, this is how I would describe it. So there, if, if they were a family, they they, you know, at some point they sat around the table and said, I'd like it. You know, we should get a boat. We all really like fishing. Okay, yes, let's put together a plan for buying a boat. And then the family never gets together to put together a plan to buy a boat, but along the way buys buys six new computers. <laughs> you know, like the other day, you, you sent me a text message about uh, a shoe sale at the local shoe store, and I was like, yep, that's great. I'm not going, you know, because... I, I do think I need a, I, I have a specific need for a pair of shoes, but at the same time, I don't think I'm, I think I can wait on that. You know, I think I can wait. But, you know, it there's a point where you have to go, okay, so if we want a boat, if we want to have a Starbucks in this neighborhood, what is it we need to do? What do, let's, and then if we're going to sit and plan, like I think, like, you know, you talked about there's there are people sitting around planning. At some point, you have to put together you know a jar in which you're going to deposit your spare change every day, or you're going to set up a, a different savings account and a portion of your check every week is going to go into that. It just it just seems like we we as a city we don't pull the trigger and set up a new checking account. Yeah, and I think it's more, even less that. I think that it's just more talking and less planning. I think that you have these groups of people like the 
the uh, what were they called? The Century. Yeah, the Watch the Century project. Watch the Century project. They meet. They talk. These are the things that we should have, but then nothing. It doesn't go any further. Right. Than that. We should have. Forgive me for saying it, but we should have uh, Red Lobster. But we don't do anything to right. make that happen. We just talk about how we should have that. And right. It would be nice to have these things. But there's no plan ever put into place to make it happen. Yeah, there's got to be a guy we can call it Red Lobster. You know, there's just... I, and I just need to, to put in a disclaimer that I have no interest in that. I'm just saying that's what residents of the community constantly, right. constantly say. Right, but I mean, so if you look at your neighborhood, at some point... Like, like I live in Weston, and for years I lobbied every elected official, the village administrator, every anytime anybody would ask me, "Hey, what should be, what should we be working on?" Coffee, get me a coffee shop. <laughs> Just put a coffee shop in the village of Weston, with the drive-through or something where I can sit down and have coffee. And it took. I don't know, 10 years of me just begging, and now we have two. And now we have a Dunkin' Donuts, and we have Vino Latte within a block of each other, which I find hilarious. But they're both always full of people. And and so I'm like, okay, good. I don't Now I don't have any other big ideas. But, like, <laughs> but for your neighborhood, for example, you have to, if you want to go to a grocery store, you, I mean, that, that Bridge Street is a major thoroughfare. I can't imagine grown-ups, I'll just say grown-ups, riding their bike to go to, to to cross Bridge Street to go up the hill to go get groceries. Your that thoroughfare, in my opinion, landlocks you in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, don't you think? Yeah. You know, and then if you looked in the other direction, you know, you have Taco Bell and McDonald's and uh, A and W. I mean, I, I, you know, but if you go the other direction, then you, you, you know, you start to see that pick and save development over there, and it's like, okay, there's, there's potential, you know, there's there's space, but it doesn't seem like, you know, once you get past Walgreens on what is that street there, third, first. First, is yep. it first? First, yep. you know, you could start to put traditional retail on that street there, but it's it's a weird air conditioning company, you know, you know, all that sort of stuff. And I just think that it just it doesn't seem like the west side of Wassa has a plan, you know, and it also lacks the in- infrastructure to 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 feel like a cohesive place because. You know, on the west side, there is a Starbucks. There's one, two, three grocery stores that I can think of. Yeah. But it but it all seems disconnected. It doesn't seem like, like any of that is in the same place. It all seems like it's different, like far, my sense of it as an outsider. I mean, I worked on that side of town. But it seems like the, dif- the distance between County Market and Pick and Save is an entire city, <laughs> you know, and then the the populations of that, and maybe it's the geography of the hill, you know, because there's the hill, you know, but the geography of it all just seems to be a challenge. I mean, what do you think? You live over there. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's, you know, I 
I'm at Triggs every day buying groceries, but right. it's sort of annoying because it is, it's it's just far enough that it's an annoyance to, right. to go there. But you know, pick and save is sort of a, represents the west side. It's sort of the ass end of grocery stores. Right. So I don't really want to go that way. So I inconvenience myself to go the other direction. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how to answer your question because it's it's not very conducive to anything on that first street. You think, you know, from the Pizza Hut that you were mentioning, right? All the way up to Bridge Street, just a bunch of rundown homes and marathon box, rundown yeah, warehouses, and all they've done is talk about marathon box over the years and how they're going to fix that, and it always seems to come back to this river walk, yeah. connecting the river walk, which is not going to do anything for to drive traffic to that to the community. Right. Yeah, I mean that like I, I spent a day with the the guy who owns Marathon Box and that's a whole other podcast and a whole other sort of it's a whole other developmental quagmire when sort of a, a business owner is in, in a position to sort of I think in, in that case hold the city hostage. In all fairness, that's how I would describe it. And I've said it to his face. I think that, you know, the city has done everything they possibly can to help that guy. And he he has an unrealistic expectation of what he wants from the city. And so he's he's really holding up that Riverwalk development for personal reasons. And there's a lot of that in this community. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are like that. There's a place in Red Mountain that that my family has had known for years of a guy who owned a house. It's just one guy owned a house. He was there for decades. And he refused to sell to any of the developments out in Red Mountain because he didn't yeah. like the idea and he wasn't going to do it. Pretty soon he was the only house surrounded by all of these other strip malls and yeah. big box stores and yeah, finally they ended up tearing him down. So I love that I love when that happens because my family we uh we owned a business that got tore down for the the Wausau Center Mall a hundred years ago. When when my parents came or when my dad came to Wausau, he uh, inherited uh, the Northern Hotel from my grandfather or from his uncle. And uh, my dad and Angelo came here, and Angelo opened up Angelo's Pizza. But eventually, at some point in the early eighties, mid eight, I don't know when the mall was built, um, the city essentially ex- exerted imminent domain and took my family's business away they they paid a they paid us a bunch of money but at the same time it was the 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 legal thing was essentially take the money or don't but we're bringing a we're going to knock your building down and so you know my dad said i'm i'll take the money you know, let's let's take the money and move our family, move the move our family's business to something else, and we did fine with that. But you know, it's I think it's amazingly easy for for people for the community to take a business, but I think it, it appears to be very hard for them to take a house. You know, because I think I know the the you know where you were talking about, and yeah, it just for years and years and years and years and years that guy was just as an island unto himself mm-hmm. you and know just because he you know had some personal reason he didn't want to give up it wasn't like you know a sentimental family home right. reason it was just he wanted to be a dick right yeah 
and so you know the the city gets stuck on these things where they're like moving forward stuck you know but at the you know so i think that again it comes down to this idea of a plan of a communicated plan you know you, you get you know it's if it's like any other project you put together the goals you put together the steps you bring in the people who are affected and, and you, you move forward that way but it seems like our city doesn't do that you know you know this this too is a whole nother podcast but it would be an interesting um discussion as to why the plans then get stuck you talk about the da- the daily herald promoting right. the you know west side businesses right well they only do that when there's talk of revitalization yeah Once that plan gets stuck it's not talked about anymore it's not right. brought up it's not you know researched in detail and i want to know why i want to know why these things get stuck i want to know why this riverfront on the east side is still two years later and nothing's been done right yeah i mean it it just it it is it's that thing where you know we have a mayor who i think is incompetent and then we have a city council you know who who essentially fight the mayor you know and then a city staff who seems to fight everybody you know and as a result we we have these giant roadblocks you know just yeah i but we have 52 million dollars spent or a lot of money spent on the east side and the east side compared to the west side the east side looks wonderful you know it looks like there's a coherent plan over there you know we always i mean if you remember it was always when are they going to start to to move past the ymca on third and start to get down into that hollow area Mm -hmm. you know but now if you go down there they have they fixed those sidewalks they put in bike racks in front of those bars and they've you know they they put in some the city put in retaining walls in front of those a couple of those houses on those sidewalks and it looks they put in those new street lights and it looks good all the way down to bridge street right and then then if you if you go a little bit further you see the investment that somebody made in the thrive foodery yeah and then you then you turn your head and you look at how much money is being invested in athletic park and all of a sudden there the development is all the way to athletic park and that that dairy on the west side has sat like a shithole for 25 years Mm -hmm. you know and it's you know, it's. I can't tell you how many people who I've heard say I'm, I'm thinking about buying the dairy, and then they go and look at it. And I think what it comes down to is, it just simply has to be knocked down. You know, it probably costs too much to fix it up. You know, so yeah, then they'll knock it down, and it'll do nothing with it for 20 years. Right. Exactly. You know, and and you wonder, you know, what it's going to. You know, you hope that there's reinvestment. There's. You hope that this credit union will be the anchor business of, of okay this is what we can do over here because for whatever reason footlocker and east bay dot and footlocker.com and east bay haven't it doesn't seem to me like they've exerted themselves as a well, that, but i that was going to be my point okay that, you know we're, we're talking about frugality and they have there's like the poster children for for that they've taken these rundown buildings yep. they fix them up to the point of you know legal osha requirements right and that's that right i mean they're they're awful inside are they yeah they're it's not a nice place to work okay 
but they don't care. They've right. gotten in what they need to get in to get people working, and they've continued moving on and making their money. They don't care what it looks like. You know, they've been as frugal as they possibly can, and look at all the money they're making. Right, and then if you go out to their distribution center out in the industrial park. Industrial park. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a high tech. That's a that's a nice place. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's funny. You know, just again, it's I'm willing to spend money on this, but I'm not willing to spend money on that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't. It's it's very strange. You know, that restaurant, the Chinese restaurant that I yeah. talked about, used to be a restaurant called the Water's Edge. Do you remember that? Yeah, place? sure, sure. Nice place. Yeah. There was a screened-in porch. You could yep. sit out there and and look out onto the river. Yep. They use that screened-in porch as a storage. No. They don't even let people sit out there. So it's this, yeah, it's that weird sort of mentality, whether that has to do with west side versus east side. Yeah. It's, you know, being frugal. They don't have to light it. They don't right. have to care for it, clean it. I always throw get a, some boxes back there and be done with it. I always get a kick out of when I pull into the parking lot and see the... Uh, temporary storage unit yeah sitting in the middle of the park i'm like how much what do you need this for what the hell is in there you know all this space you have what how could you possibly need that you know what more thousand square feet of storage do you need but okay you know so nobody there knows what they're for either (laughs) i've asked many people and nobody can tell me what's in them yeah just where they keep you know old track suits from 1988 yeah, but you don't see anybody ever going into them. Nope, so. never once. Not even during like the retail, the, uh, the big sale. Yeah, the the big sale. In quote, right. I did I did air quotes right there. <laughs> All right, yeah. so uh, I'm going to wrap this up because we you know we've been going for about an hour. Okay. So let's let's do our endorsements. I'll let you start. Oh yeah, okay. Um, I came across last week. I see that Marshall they make amps. Yes, they're making a phone. Yes. Which apparently isn't that much of a new thing since you called me out on it. But <laughs> it's Marshall's first phone, so that's new. Right. Who else made one? Who was it? Uh, uh, Fender, Fender made Fender one. Made yeah. One. So, yeah. so that Mar- we'll is kind of cool, though. Cause is it? It's like you, you plug in your headphones, it launches your music app. Um, it's not going to beat any phone right. by any... Uh, there's no way that'll happen, but it's got some neat things. Um, it's got some a five-band global EQ. Oh wow! Scroll wheels for adjusting volume. Is it is an Android? Is it an Android phone? I don't know. Oh, okay. So that so we'll put up a link to the we'll put the the link or we'll put that video up on the page. So Eric had told me you know he he was gonna put that up there, and uh, so. If you remember that, it's so that what I put up was a link to a commercial for uh, the My Touch G3. So this was, I think, the My Touch G3 was kind of 3G. the f- it's a 3G. 3G, okay, all right. I think it was the first uh, kind of uh, first sort of mass marketed Android device, if I remember right. Really. And so there were so Eric Clapton who they made a special one for Fender. Uh no. Yeah, Fender his was a Fender. Um and then uh they made Phil Jackson was was a had a commercial. The coach of the Bulls at the time. 
And then Jesse James from West Coast Choppers, he did a commercial. Yeah, so there were all of these guys up. But yeah, you know, like the the only reason I really ever remembered this phone is because I saw one in real life. Mm. So I was I was at uh, a music venue in Chicago, and uh, the guy had one sitting unopened on his desk because he had received it as a gift. And I'm like, oh my god, can I see it? He's like, yeah, I don't care, go ahead. And it was it was that Fender phone. So was, so that was sort of, you know, I thought that was it and i and i think it's cute that marshall's doing one too so <laughs> marshall's has two jacks in it for two wow two, two headphone jacks and replaceable battery so that's one of the things that i really liked about it wow see yeah that replaceable battery idea that that's either you know a yes or a no and you know you and i are apple people so we don't really we don't get a replaceable battery yeah but you know you talk about apple and they're re-releasing or they're updating the iphone and or ipod yeah, yeah. I don't even remember what it's called. Right, they did it without but telling well, anybody. But this is what the iPod should be, you know? Yeah. I mean, it should have... It, it, I mean, this thing has a dedicated processor for high-resolution audio. Oh. That's what an iPod should be. Yeah, right. Something for music junkies like this is. So oh, yeah. That's cool. It's got potential, I think. All right, so then uh, I'll do one. So I'm going to... Uh, this week is uh or i noticed that uh the big box stores are selling uh back to school stuff (laughs) and so i had to you know i was in target and i walked around and usually for the most part it's hard as a writer it's hard for me to avoid buying notebooks it's just you know when when i was younger in college single subject notebooks this time of year were for you could buy them for 10 cents and now they're 75 cents and so it's like okay i don't need I, I still have i probably still have 25 single subject spiral notebooks here in my house that just unused um and uh so i was walking around and then i uh i noticed i needed for whatever reason i needed uh label maker tape for my label maker cuz i'm that guy i have a label maker and I was walking around, and I noticed uh, the Uniball Signo 307 pen has been redesigned. Which only pen geeks are going to understand. Yeah, that's fine. It's okay. And so the problem, so I bought three of them, and they're really nice. So the I had bought three of them years ago uh, to, to try them out. And what I really disliked about them to, to make the fetish even deeper was the... The clip that you use to sort of clip it on your pocket or clip it to something was was a piece of chromed plastic and black plastic, and it did it wasn't very good. And now they've made the the pen entirely black plastic, and so I bought them and tried them out, and I really liked them. And that is as fetishistic as you can possibly be for an endorsement, <laughs> but that's the way it goes. So save us and give us another one. I am hooked on cooking cooking TV shows, and there's a right. show on Esquire yep. called Knife Fight. I finally watched it. Love it. I just happened to catch it one night when I was flipping channels, and it's just awesome. I mean, it's Brooklyn, bunch of people, yep. after hours, they just, it's in an actual restaurant, and this guy just thought it would be fun to get his friends together and have competitions, and it turned into this TV show and this big thing, and 
so they all you know they close the restaurant down or, or whenever the restaurant closes they all come in and battle for the best ingredients and the last one I saw they were using what snapper turtle and right I saw that one too that was the one that I watched Some crazy ingredients right and fish. the turtles were alive right yeah. yeah I I was I was shocked because there's so many cooking shows but that one's really sort of cooler yeah, you know it is yeah so uh how did how, have you watched a bunch of them I've watched a lot of them this season. I think the finale, the big knife fight, is... I think it's tomorrow, or it was yesterday. Okay. I don't know exactly when it comes on. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's the the, 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 fin- the final is is soon. That's cool. This week. Yeah. It's a good show. It really is a good show. And it doesn't sort of reek of food pornography or anything. It just seems like a good show, so... No. Yeah, just a bunch of hipsters that like food yeah and drink yeah and shouting <laughs> a lot of shouting so um so mine is uh so recently or last week or maybe the week before it was announced on twitter by tyler the creator that odd future his his crew had disbanded and so i went back and i re-listened to a bunch of sort of odd future music tyler's albums and Earl Sweatshirt and a couple of the other people and I just and I just really the the I have a hard time with with hip hop as an old man now because you know I worked in in a in women's public policy issues for for a decade and hip hop doesn't do well for you know if you're a feminist it seems like you, you I feel like I have to apologize for my love of hip hop a lot but the deal is the odd future guys are so immature and horrific on these things you know like they can't stop saying the word bitch or faggot or these horrible things that you know if I was in their presence I'd be like stop saying that but their their music is really sort of young and powerful and I compare I when I first when I first heard Yonkers I compared it to skateboarding videos when we were growing up when we were teenagers and that look they didn't these guys didn't know what the hell they were doing with a video camera but they had enough money to to make a video to put it together get it packaged and send it out in the out into the world an almost sort of art for art's sake kind of deal and I and I I get the same or I always get the same sense with Odd Future that yeah look we have enough money to buy Pro Tools and we have some microphones and we we bought all this equipment and because we're we're music dorks and so we're gonna make hip hop records and everything that comes out of our mouths is just going to be what it is it just seems like it's all first draft you know kind of stuff and it's really passionate and cool and horrible. You know, like I, I wouldn't. I mean, it's it really is just only sort of one step in in acceptability above Death Grips, which is which is a band that or a hip hop group that I just go, yeah, I don't want to tell anybody I'm a fan. And to be fair, I don't know that I'm a fan because <laughs> I don't know that I'm a because it's just I don't know what this is. I just don't know. You know, but yeah. So I I would I I'm endorsing for the last time the Odd Future 
record collection. So, and it's yeah, yeah. I don't understand why they're critical darlings. Yeah, any of them. Right. Not I think just, not just Odd Future, but any of these folks today. Like I heard Kanye in a record today, and yeah. I just don't. I don't get it. Right. You're not a genius. Right. You're, you're, you're terrible. Like I think, and the, you're getting worse. Right. I think Kanye is getting worse. I think that those early years of his backpack records, college, the the college dropout, the graduation, those records, right there, up until 808 and Love, whatever the hell it's called, yeah. the 808 record. Right. That that production, in my opinion, if you if he didn't talk, that's brilliant. Though he's brilliant. <laughs> the the production on. Uh, the record he did with Jay Z, "Kiss the Throne," "Raise the," whatever watch the, that, watch the, watch something, the throne. something, whatever the Jay Z Kanye record was called, that production, that shit is amazing. If they didn't talk, that those rec, those records are all great. Like the, when uh, the Beastie Boys put out that instrumental record, yeah, that was I'm like, holy fuck, this is really cool. If if you could get Kanye's records without Kanye on them, they I think they're standalone, really great stuff. I think in that regards, he he was a genius up until his record with Jay Z. Like that that duet that him and Jay Z did, and I don't know what it's called. Uh, the with the Otis the right. Otis song. That song is brilliant, but I just yeah he should he shouldn't talk. He's a I think he's a brilliant producer, but he should not talk. You know, I, there's going to be a hip hop podcast coming up soon. Yeah, I feel it because we could talk for hours. About right. That. I if you should if for you just and anybody else, go on YouTube and find the find the the clip where somebody asks Rick Rubin about working on Kanye's record, <laughs> and that's because you know he's done. I mean, he's Rick Rubin for Christ's sake. Yeah, and Kanye sort of. I think it just he made it sound like somebody made Kanye ask Rick to come in and Kanye didn't know who Rick was. You know, and it's like, okay, look, you goldfish. You know, he invented hip hop, you fucked hard, but yeah. So anyway, yeah. I think well I obviously I think we're gonna have a hip hop podcast in us a couple of times a year, so yeah. all right, so we should have an annual. Right. We'll have an, we'll have an annual. Right, because that'll make us listen to more hip-hop. Because right. we, we need to listen to some more. Because I can't... There's Somebody's probably as good as Rakim. I, I just don't know who it is. Dude, I listened to, I listened to Stetsasonic the other day. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The Talking All That Jazz song. I was, I was kid and playing in my house by myself. <laughs> and I'm like, thank God no one's here to see this shit. So, have yeah. you... Have you... Well... Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. It's a podcast. Have you listened to Google Play at all? Oh, that that playlist is unreal. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I found a Mantronics playlist the other day. Yes, it will post. You got to put the link up. Yeah, we'll do that. I mean, it is. That'll be my third endorsement. It's Google Play and all of their amazing playlists yeah. that they have because no one has Mantronics. Oh my god, I was just shocked. Album after album of Mantronics. Yeah. And I just like one afternoon I'm like, how much how deep is this? And I just let it play and then I went and I mowed the lawn and I came back and it was still going. Oh yeah. And I'm just like I had no idea. And it was just so cool. Yeah. I I've I've really dumped I dumped our radio and I, I'm a Google Play guy now. 
Yeah, I think I am too. I... Because because I got to upload, or I can upload 50,000 songs mm-hmm. of my own choosing. And yeah. so, I mean, that for a lot of people, that's their entire music collection. For me, that's not even my hip-hop collection, but still... <laughs> The, the idea that I, you know, then all of a sudden I can stream it every, yeah, that Google Play, I don't know why people don't like that as much. That'll be my third endorsement, too. I mean, I really like that. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't see how come it's not more popular. I don't know. Probably because it's Google. Yeah, but it, you know, it lacks sort of all of the the shitty things that I don't like in Spotify. You know, it's not ad-supported. To my knowledge, I've never heard an ad come up. It is, though. That's what's crazy about it. Oh. I've heard maybe two or three ads. Oh, you have? At the beginning of the playlist, and then I never hear another one after that. Oh. Okay. But, I mean, I haven't... You know, it's like, okay, I just put in all of my music, and it shuffles it for me. Well, I don't think if you do that. Okay. I think if you do it that way, you're not going to get it. But if you listen to their curated playlists... Yeah. They are ad-supported, but it's rare. Yeah. It's a rare thing. I you know amazing. I really like it. And speaking, and you can buy all the tracks. Too. Right. Some, you know, yes. Even wilder. Yeah. Exactly. Just the ability to buy, just to look at that, to sit here listening to that Mantronics list, and just go, oh, I should buy that. Oh, I should buy that. Oh, I should buy. Oh, that. I should buy that because right. iTunes doesn't sell it. Oh, right. I buy that because iTunes doesn't sell yes. it. Yes. My yeah. thing is, this is what I was doing. This is how I was doing it. I was. Listening, and then I go to Amazon and I'd see if it's on there. No, it's not on Amazon, son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, it's not on that one's not on Amazon either. But yeah, I just you know, it's it really is cool, and it's it's that you that list. A, you can get a link to the to the track to that specific track. So I've been keeping a playlist. I mean, a spreadsheet of the playlists, so oh. I can at some point go back and yeah get some of these tracks but we'll, we'll have to have. let's put the let's put that mantronics thing up on social media because it's it's so good it's scary yeah you know yeah. it just it's an afternoon of just sitting there going i love hip-hop and this is <laughs> and this is why i love hip-hop you know so yeah oh. but all right buddy that's it all right all right so We're i'll talk I, this is dino and eric and you can find us on social media just we're gonna this week we're not gonna Twitter. put that shit up there. Yeah, you're gonna have to you'll have to find it for yourself. Alright, talk to you later. Later. Hey yo, every time I hear some real hip hop, man, I start thinking. Yo, I'm still in love, man. Listen, uh, I'm in the booth like prison, lit like this. If music's like women, I'm whipped like a nymph. I love to keep the pushing, like the bass and speakers, love hearing real hip hop and making heaters. Born entertainer, armed with if they bust shots when they come on, it's a banger. The place will lose it. Who's shaking to it? True gangster music. Screw face included. Macho lingo. The beat will remind you of the Quattro Cinco or Cinco de Mayo. Put it in your car. Turn the sound sky high. Drive down the block. Sound like a drive-by. Keep chicks moving. He keep them open. Put them in the mood and they leave something broken. DJ set the scene to it in the club. Soundtrack for the whole thing. I'm still in love, baby. Uh, uh. Beat drop, 
Heavy, heavy rhyme, one ton. Streets not ready, heavy 911. Spock get frantic, too late to panic. The media, they can't stop from hitting the planet. Sodom and Gomorrah, Saddam and Osama. The horror, without the bomb and no llama. Spitting at a show, performing, vocals are swarming. Flow overflowing like a global warming. I flood the market out, I'm over your head now Roll the carpet out, the drought's over and dead now When I kill a track, the true story's the cause of euphoria The thrill is back, next flow level Hip-hop lover, dress code ghetto, lip-hop cutter Just an artist trying to rep the hardest And make history, so not even death can fall us It's love, still in love, baby Still in love They know I get it, they pull me back, I'm going back, spitting fire, ghetto music, getting higher like a drug, therapeutic, hooked like an addict, strung like sex, look I gotta have it, it alleviates stress, quick as marijuana, settle in the brain, needle hit the record like heroin the vein, blood start flowing, adrenaline rush, love start chosen, school y'all crush, raw still fiending, still MCing,